Welcome everyone to another episode of Come Follow Me Today, a brief podcast designed to give us an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives as we strive to become more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. If you enjoy this podcast, feel free to rate, review, and most importantly, share it with someone else you think might benefit. If you have comments about the show, feel free to email us at comefollowmetoday at outlook.com. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining us as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. So today we're going to close out our weekly reading of the Book of Mormon with 1 Nephi chapters 6 and 7. I want to start with verse 4 of chapter 6. In this chapter, Nephi is explaining to the reader that he doesn't have enough time or space on these plates to write everything that happened to his family. So he's going to focus on the things of God. Quote, For the fullness of mine intent is that I may persuade men to come unto God and be saved. End quote. I think Nephi understands that these plates that he is creating will be the most important thing he does in his life to share the word of God and his experiences with his people, his descendants, and eventually you and I. Quote, that I may persuade men to come unto God and be saved. What a great personal mission statement for his life's work. All Nephi cares about is bringing others unto God. He demonstrates this in chapter 7. His brothers become very upset with him for continuing to prophesy about the destruction of Jerusalem and for chastising them for their complaining. And so, quote, They did lay their hands upon me, for behold, they were exceedingly wroth, and they did bind me with cords, for they sought to take away my life, that they might leave me in the wilderness to be devoured by wild beasts, end quote. Wow. So I grew up with three brothers, pretty close in age to me, and we fought a lot. But what Laman and Lemuel do here takes things to a whole different level. Their level of animosity, and it seems hatred of their brother Nephi at this point, to the point they want him to be eaten by wild animals, is pretty shocking. But somehow they eventually come around and repent and ask Nephi for forgiveness. Quote, And it came to pass that I did frankly forgive them all that they had done, and I did exhort them that they would pray unto the Lord their God for forgiveness. End quote. This is an amazing example for us of forgiveness. But more than that, to me, it's an example of not letting anything get in the way of your personal mission. Nephi immediately shook off the fact that they had just bound him, roughed him up, and were going to leave him to the wolves. All he cared about was their salvation, their happiness, their relationship with God. That was the fullness of his intent. He immediately forgave them. I know for me, I always catch myself harboring negative thoughts against people for things they've done. I think that's human nature, but it certainly impacts my ability to assist them in drawing near to God. But Nephi somehow has found a way to rise above that and truly understands his mission in life. So as I think about my own life, I have a lot of things happening. I'm applying for a new job at my company. I've started doing this podcast. I was recently promoted by President Nelson himself from young men's president to young men's advisor. I have a ministering assignment within our church. I'm trying to raise three little children with my wife. I've started watching Mandalorian on Disney Plus, and the list goes on. You probably have just as much happening in your life as I do. So what is our intent with these things? What's our mission? Is it to bring others unto God? Is that the fullness of mine intent? Is that why I want a promotion at work? Is that why I'm doing this podcast? Is that what I'm focused on in my callings at church, to truly bring others to God?
What's your motivation for the things you're working on? Nephi goes on to explain further, quote, Wherefore, the things which are pleasing unto the world, I do not write, but the things which are pleasing unto God and unto those who are not of the world. Wherefore, I shall give commandment unto my seed, that they shall not occupy these plates with things which are not of worth unto the children of men. End quote. It seems to me that Nephi is saying that he's rejecting the things of the world, or at the very least, isn't going to let himself obsess over the things that aren't really that important. In our era of cool new smartphones, technology, social media, cars, politics, etc., how do we make sure these things don't take over our lives? Jesus Christ prayed for us about this in the book of John when he said, quote, I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but, thou, but that thou shouldst keep them from the evil. End quote. Christ acknowledges here that we need to live in the world. That's part of our eternal progression. But how do we keep ourselves from losing ourselves in it? John the Apostle explains more in 1 John chapter 2. Quote, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. As the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. John defines the world here as the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And if we love those things, then God's love has a hard time residing in us. So I think it's okay to have our favorite TV show, or to pursue better employment, or to have hobbies. But as we strive to accept our Savior's invitation to come follow him today, and to bring others along with us today, let's take a moment to reflect on how we're spending our time and how that's impacting our level of spirituality. Thank you for listening this week, and we'll see you back here next week as we make the decision again to follow our Savior.